Empathy in the Horn of Africa. Empathy. Empathy is understanding. Understanding what others are feeling. Experience what they might be feeling and meaning. From thearcofempathy.com, welcome to episode 6 of Empathy, a podcast. Our podcasts are about empathy in today's world and throughout history. I'm Todd Price, here again with Kenan Heiss. Hello, my friend. And hi to you and to everybody out there. All right. So Carol has the week off. Uh, she's uh, vacationing in the back of the house, I suppose. Uh, just you and I today? Well, she's around to help when she's if needed. <laughs> all right. Well, say hello to her from uh, me and all our listeners. All right. Hello, Carol. All right. So uh, our podcast, of course, a key uh, purpose of our podcast concerning empathy is to rummage around the world through recent times to garner outstanding examples of empathy around the world and share that with our listeners to inspire all of us. And today we're going to move to the Horn of Africa, specifically the country of Eritrea. Uh, but before we do that, let's back up just a moment and consider exactly what is empathy. Well, it's a word, but more than that, it's a concept. And it has certain feelings that lead us to actions of care or mercy. As a concept, according to Karen Armstrong in her very highly respected book entitled The Tra Great Transformation, The Beginning of Religious Traditions. It goes back to the 9th century BC uh, when the prophets of four distinct regions of the civilized world then created the religious and philosophical traditions that have continued to nourish humanity to this very day. Right, so we've touched on her uh, before uh, in the past in prior episodes, and uh, I mention her uh, constantly in conversations. So what are those religious traditions uh, that you're referring to? Well, they're Confucianism, Confucianism, Taoism in China, both, Hinduism and Buddhism in India, monotheism in Israel, and philosophical rationalism in Greece. Later traditions further developed into initial insights that we have grown to be the rabbinical from the rabbinical Judaism to Christianity, Islam, and uh, other secondary followings of, to, of Israel today, Judaism. All these included restraints on selfishness and emphasis on the spirituality of compassion. In a sense, the concept of empathy helped lead us to the American Revolution into the form of democracy that we've developed down through the years by improving it in giving uh, freedom to the slaves, giving them the right to vote and, and to be citizens, and for women, their right to vote. Right. Yep, which we've covered some of that recently. So, all right, so just to kind of recap that, uh, the idea of empathy has been around for a long time, if, if not the word itself. Uh, has it always been around in, in, in human beings, do you think? Well, I think it has from the very beginning uh, and because people had it for their children. They didn't necessarily have it for other tribes or even sometimes members of their own tribe. But that concept grew out of what people had for their children and children for their parents, I think. Oh, that's a great point. Yep. So it began somewhere our our tribe was very small in the beginning perhaps our own our own family only and then we've learned to extend that beyond mm -hmm. that yeah 
interestingly enough, the word empathy is finding a place in our politics this very day. For example, both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Kamala, it's Kamala Harris, yes, all right, used the word in their most recent speeches since they were joined on the Democratic ticket. Even in the debates leading up to the to Biden beginning the nomination, other uh, candidates uh, uh, used it, and I think the first one I heard use it was Senator Cory Booker. In other words, at least the Democrats are preempting today and presumably for the future. We have never heard President uh, Trump using it and doubtful he that he ever will. Yes. It's too bad that we won't hear that from him. We did hear, uh, interestingly, um, George W. Bush used to use the word compassionate conservatism or the phrase. Uh, I don't know that ever caught hold or, or took off amongst conservatives, but uh, I don't think it has to be a uniquely Democratic thing. It's just that, that currently that is what it is. Well, I... I think the word itself is um, is 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 a word that you know vibrates with with the uh, more concerned and more liberal people in the world. I don't mean liberal is is parallel with concerned because you can be concerned and very concerned, and certainly we've all met you know Republicans who are, but especially as in, in coming together for our country, uh, it has a special meaning as as it did all the way through the changes over the years of women getting their, their right to vote. And I don't say getting the right to vote, getting their right to vote. Uh, and uh, the Native Americans getting their right to vote and uh, uh, freed slaves getting, and with freed slaves and then their right to vote. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, of course, too, uh, one of the most famous, if not the most famous Republican is uh, Abraham Lincoln. And... Uh, I think he'd be hard pressed to, to say that he was not a man of empathy. So it's uh, all that I I bring up as kind of a cautionary tale. I think it's easy to think that uh, you know currently the way things stand, the Democrats are the empathetic party and the Republicans aren't. But but things change over time. So uh, hopefully we can uh, keep a focus on that. Okay. Well, you talked uh, earlier, Kenan, about uh, empathy probably being around for all of humanity because we have empathy for our children. Do you, th do you think, though, that empathy is something that can be learned or taught? No, I do not. I, you know, maybe to somebody somewhere, but uh, basically it's something that you learn from example, just as children learn from their parents how to be kind to people. Okay. Uh, and uh, just, you know, throughout, throughout the history, the people who have not had the great sermons as much as the people who did something for other people. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it can be learned, but not but by example through uh, through following someone, not through sitting in a classroom and listening to lectures and being inspired. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, I have to say that reminds me of uh, you know I grew up Christian, and the words of Jesus were uh, not follow, not listen to me, but follow me. So uh, That's probably right. many of the great spiritual teachers uh, said the same. So uh, let's move on and go back to what we uh, brought up in the beginning. You have a, a pretty striking example of empathy uh, from the country of Eritrea. So uh, why don't you talk about that story? 
All right, but first of all, let me say where Eritrea is. It's on the, the east coast of Africa, and it's on the what they call the Horn of Africa, right by the Red Sea. And Eritrea was a very, very poor country, very poor, and it was next to Ethiopia, which had all the oil in it, which was a very wealthy country, and so Ethiopia was, uh, was uh, by at the end of World War II, uh, put under the guidance and the control of uh, Ethiopia. And this was furious. And the reason they did was that the oil interests in the world and in the country wanted a, um, a port where they could ship the oil out of Ethiopia. Ethiopia didn't have that, but Eritrea did. So if Ethiopia was allowed to take over Eritrea, which was the only country in, in Africa that didn't get its freedom at the end of World War II. Um, they, they could send it through it. So, and there's been a lot of battles since then between the two countries. And two years ago, the person who got the Nobel Peace Prize was the prime minister of Ethiopia because he gave the people of Eritrea their rights. Hmm. And that was an enormous, that was an, in itself an enormous example of uh, uh, what we call uh, well, as he says, the gratitude in, in high places and in low places, in other words, empathy. Yep, yep. And the example that I take, though, is from a book uh, in a person who I've met, uh, talked to and gotten to know named DeWitt Hopte, H-A-B-T-E. And the book is entitled Gratitude in Low Places. And... Um, uh, Right, so... Low, I'm sorry, in low voices, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gratitude low voices, in low, yeah. low voices. Yes, very well said. I correct it. Okay, well, I, you have told me this story a few times, as yes. only you can, Ken. And so uh, why don't you tell our, our well, audience uh, Dawit's story. All right. Dawit was uh, a, a child at the time, and uh, the men in Eritrea didn't have any good work that they could make decent money at. So they went to Saudi Arabia. They flew there, stayed for a year or two years, and then came back for a short visit, then went back. They didn't even live with their families. They were that desperate for the money. And her, his father had gone to Saudi Arabia and became a, a, a cab driver type of job over there. And he came back uh, uh, to bring his family and he told him he was going to bring the kids back some treats and clothes and things like this. And he arrived at home uh, and they, they, they took out of the car 10 different suitcases that they piled up in their living room. And the kids knew, you know, felt they knew what was in those, in those uh, suitcases. Mm. And people kept coming and picking up a suitcase and, and taking it with them. And finally they were all gone. The kids didn't have anything. Oh. And the father said to him, I, t I had 10 suitcases plus four for, our for the children. And when we got to the airport, they said I couldn't take all those suitcases. I had to leave some of them, apparently four of them, behind. And so I left yours behind because you were having your father. These people didn't have their father. They not only didn't they have the stuff that he could have brought to them, but they didn't have him home with them. And uh, Delwitt says at the end, he said, at the time I was very disappointed and I was even angry at my father for what he had done. But ultimately, I think it was the greatest lesson he ever taught me. And that certainly was 
an example of empathy. Hmm. Wow. So that's uh, that's a great story. So Dawit grows up uh, through a, the child's eyes. He's disappointed. He doesn't get the the toys or goodies that dad brought back. Um, but as a as an adult, he grows to understand that uh, that he he got something better. He got a lesson about having empathy towards other people. And that and empathy was learned, and he went back after he came to this country and got an education at uh, in you know university. He went back and he set up programs in Eritrea for for human you know dealing with people's problems and issues and uh, uh, you know for different forms of humanity and social and welfare and uh, the father's lesson paid off that's, uh, that's and uh, you know it's interesting I have a, a whole list of people who I've written about who had empathy and, and quite a few of them surprisingly were from Africa and of course one of the most classic examples was uh, de Klerk who, when he was elected president of South Africa, uh, he had originally been in quite a favor of uh, apartheid. But after he was elected president, he went to visit Nelson Mandela in prison, who had been in prison for any number of years. And they became friends, and he went back later, and uh, ultimately he freed Nelson Mandela. And above that all, he helped him in his run for president of South Africa. And certainly that's an incredible example of uh, empathy. Yes, I think we would all agree with that. That's a, a, a great story. It often doesn't just affect the person that you're with, but it goes from them to other people. And that's the kind of thing he allowed uh, Melton Nelson Mandela to bring in enormous number of different things for people to uh, to have their freedom and, and to use it effectively and uh, to get, be able to get jobs and, to, you know, to do different things in their lives. And uh, so his empathy went on to uh, Nelson Mandela's. And, uh, there, you know, there are so many other examples. And I think we all have to think back, have we met somebody in our life who has given us that kind of empathy and concern? And uh, I was in a... Yeah. Uh, have you? Yes. I, I, when, you, when you say that, I think uh, what immediately comes to mind is uh, the adults who had an impact on me growing up, teachers, uh, coaches, who really took an interest in me and saw me and, um, you know, saw through my eyes, I think, and were able to get, get to me uh, like others weren't. Um, you know, I, th I think everybody has had, I hope everybody has had a teacher or a coach or somebody in their life like that, but they, the, the subject I liked in schools, uh, some of them were things I just naturally had an interest in, but some of them were because it was a just great teacher who was able to, to see, I, I felt they saw me personally. Um, those are the ones who I think meant meant the most to me, and one of them was probably my music teacher, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Miller, Wayne Miller. He was a uh, a great person who um, was strict and stern in some regards, but 
saw me and challenged me and encouraged me in ways and sometimes they were subtle ways he wasn't effusive with praise but but I could tell when I had done something that um, uh, that he liked and 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 he was always uh, looking at how I was doing things I, I felt like he was he was you know looking at the world through my eyes and what I needed so I think he was an example of empathy in my life so what about you, Kenan? Well, I was in the seminary in a boarding school, and it, it was it was a boarding school, and, and boarding schools have a tradition that sophomores pick on the new kids of the freshmen, and especially if they're awkward people or they're you know they're 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 kind of uh, just not with it, and I thought that was uh, yeah that was what you did, and uh, I went along with it. And there was a priest there who made a special effort of dealing, of being kind and empathetic toward the kids who who were on the fringes. You know, they would probably never ever make it to the seminary, but he cared about them. And I saw that he did, and I, I gosh darn it, why can't I and shouldn't I follow what he's doing instead of what my fellow classmates were doing? And I think that that has affected me in my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, so I I feel like I uh, I'm having all these other people in my life uh, kind of come to mind as we're talking about this. And uh, although I have probably fewer examples of people who I felt really showed me empathy, they're the ones I feel the strongest about. Yes. And. I I wonder if that isn't part of what makes empathy so special and contagious is that you know it it, it affects you or it, it affected me at least in a way that um yeah like you said it just sticks with you and makes well, you want to be that way I didn't I didn't recall that much about this priest until I started to think and see where it, where you know where it led to and I think that I hope that some of the listeners many of them if not all of them think about that themselves who was it that really influenced you to care and it's in the very fact that they're listening to this you know and have stayed with us has indicated that that they do they're interested in empathy they're interested in 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 it they're interested in 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 recognizing it and respecting it and and performing it and i i hope that they 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 look back on their lives as you and i did and See, see these people who do it affect us and uh, pass it along. I agree. Well, well, let's keep it short and sweet this week, Kenan. I love uh, the story that, uh, that you covered today. Thank you for sharing that. And I want to tell you that for the rest of my life, you will be one of those people. Uh, thank you, Kenan. And that will certainly be true for me. And Carol is also, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> I totally agree. I, uh, you guys are great people. You're, you're neighbors and friends, but uh, you're, you're like family to me now. I, I love you guys. And So is your family, yeah. family to ours. Appreciate that. Well, if you'd like to give us a suggestion about a character from history who we have not covered so far, please send us an email at story at thearcofempathy.com. That's S-T-O-R-Y at the Arc of Empathy. That's the 
arc, A-R-C, of empathy, E-M-P-A-T-H-Y, dot com. Or if you have a story about somebody who showed empathy today, send that to us as well. Well, this has been another episode of Empathy, a podcast. Thanks to all you for listening, and we'll see you again next time. And have a great day.